4: This is a real Ghost Stories Online Extra.
5: Hi, everybody. This is Eve. I called before and left a couple of stories. Um, one that took place in Sherbourne, Massachusetts, and another one that took place in um, Rochester, New York. Um, I am originally from the Boston and the New York areas, but currently live in Bluffton, South Carolina. So I'm pretty excited because down here is apparently very haunted everywhere you go. So that'll be fun. But this is a story that took place when I lived on Long Island. Um, I lived in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens and other areas upstate. I kind of did the tour of New York, but I lived on Long Island in a hamlet of Southampton that is called Speonk, which is a very funny name. And I will actually guess that. So... Um, it's the first house that I've rented. Um, I've always rented apartments, um, and it was so cool to have like my own house and I was renting it alone and just in a good place in my life. You know, I was single at the time, employed, you know, on my own, doing my own thing, supporting myself, happy. I got my cat. I'm going to move into my own house. So cool. So, um, here's a little bit of history about this. Bianca is a hamlet that, you know, was established as early as the 1700s. It was cattle farming, then it was duck farming, which is really big on Long Island. There's actually a couple of duck farms and research centers still there. Um, the, uh, house itself was built in the 1930s. It is an American four square, very small square, had a bottom and a top floor. There was a little small addition put onto the back of the house, which I believe literally just the bathroom, because probably did it had some type of outhouse originally. There's a garage portion in the back of the yard area that's actually a whole separate house now because the landlord owned both and rented them out separately. So I lived in the front um, alone in this house. And it's a four bedroom. Sounds huge for one person, but it really wasn't. These are very small rooms. So imagine you take a giant room and cut it in four, and then you put the tiniest closets you possibly can in each one. And each of the rooms is like, you know, has a slanted uh wall up the, you know, from the roof. Like dormer, but there's no dorm dormer windows. Um, each room did have a window in it, a closet, and that's it. You know, very simple, like little room. So when you come up the stairs of the house. There's a small hallway and on right side there's two doors. On left side there's two doors. At the end of the hallway on the ceiling, there is a square piece of wood that you can move out of the way to get up into the crawl space, which I definitely never went into. <laughs> but that's more because I'm claustrophobic than anything else. I was kinda curious as to what's up there, but apparently it was just mostly stink bugs. So, you know, I- I'm more scared of bugs than I am of ghosts, so we're not doing that. So anyway. Um uh Spionk, although maybe it was only established by, you know, uh, the, you know, Americans in 1700s, the Native Americans, there's actually evidence that they were there like centuries before we thought they were. So, you know, it's just a very old place. Um, the funny thing about the town Spionk is that uh, Spionk means a high place which is really weird because it's flat as hell. All of Long Island is flat as hell, They're barely above sea level. So we don't know. I looked at a lot of research into the town. No one could figure out why it was called the high place. But that's just, you know, fun. <laughs> a fun fact that you can <laughs> interpret however you want, um, whether it was a lofty elevated to God type of place or whether it was high because they were smoking. I don't know. But anyway, um, when I went to see the house, I, you know, it's, uh, I've moved more than 15 times. So I'm not the, uh, about to just be like, hey, I'll live here. I'm like, let me see everything. Let me see the plumbing. Let me see this. Let me... I walked into this house and I said, I'm living here. I hadn't even gone upstairs yet. I immediately was like, I'm living here. It was like I was supposed to live there. I've never felt like that moving into anywhere else that I've been. I've Move places where I've immediately liked it and said, "Yeah, I want to live here." But this was like it was almost like waiting for me. It was crazy. The house had just been redone in terms of painting and stuff, little things here and there, but not major, you know, uh, construction or anything like that. So I move in, and I'm living there alone, and one of the first couple nights, maybe the first night I don't remember exactly, but one of the first couple nights I'm there I'm sleeping. Now, um, my door, I believe I shut the bedroom door most of the time when I went to sleep. Um, And what happened was I heard knock, knock, knock. Now, I know you're familiar with exploding head syndrome, and I do indeed have it. And I know a lot of listeners right now are like, what the fuck is this chick talking about? Her head explodes. I, I moved in. Uh, first first couple nights I was sleeping there, um, I heard knock, 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 woke up immediately. It didn't sound like it was knocking on my bedroom door. It sounded like it was knocking in the hallway or on a different door in the hallway. It was just a little bit removed from me. Um, the way that you can tell someone's knocking on the next apartment door over not yours or another door in the house not yours. So, um That happened, exploding head syndrome, you know, like I said, you know, I have it. Um, I either hear knocks or I hear one loud clap or I hear my name or sometimes I see a flash of light and it wakes me up suddenly. And this happens when I'm falling asleep usually. Um, It hasn't happened in a long time, but I was like, listen, I'm alone here in this house. I'm just going to pretend it's exploding head syndrome and go back to sleep because I really don't feel like dealing with like, oh my God, there's a ghost and I'm here alone and I decided to move in this house alone, so on and so forth. So happens again the next night. Okay, a little bit weirder, but then again, I've had this my whole life. I also have sleepwalking. I've had sleep paralysis, sleep talking, all kinds of sleep disorders my whole life. So I really can't attribute everything to it's a ghost. Um, and I'm kind of used to that weird stuff happening to me. But it doesn't usually happen two days in a row. It doesn't usually happen repetitively. And it hadn't happened in a long time. However, when you first move to a new place, that's the most Often time that I would start sleepwalking and doing weird stuff because I wasn't really familiar with my surroundings. Luckily I didn't get into any sleepwalking that I know of while I was there, but then again I was there alone, so who knows. Um, so then, um, the, um, uh, the other things kept happening, started happening, like a lot of things. TV would go on and off, cable would go on and off, surround sound would go on and off, lights would go on and off, sometimes not together, sometimes the TV would go on but the cable wouldn't, the cable would go on but the TV wouldn't, I'd be standing, you know, in the living room talking to my fiance, um, who, uh, you know, would come to visit a lot, she, she uh, at the time was my girlfriend, she didn't live there yet, but just hold on to that part, Um And, um, there were times where I was like, you know, I I can't, this is crazy. I'd be in the middle of talking to her and the surround sound would just magically turn on and it would turn on to like the highest volume possible that we had not left it on and like blast me out. And like, it was kind of funny. We didn't really see it as being scary, but we literally did end up unplugging that surround sound and getting rid of it. Now she had had that previously in her house. No problem. And, uh, so that was weird, but so like, okay, lots of electric activities. Then again, house from the 1930s. My landlord wasn't the greatest. God knows what type of electricity situations going on in this house. Okay, so now, yeah. um, at some point in, um, uh, so I lived there from 2016 to 2020. Around 2018, two years in, my fiance moved in with me and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff started happening. So at one point in about October of 2017-ish, um, which, you know, sometimes she would sleep over before she moved in. So she'd be there um, there uh Inside the in, – in the bedroom, in one of the four bedrooms, the bedroom that, you know, we slept in, um, my fiancé heard a woman say hi. And the very next day I was in there and I heard a woman say hi. And uh, two days later I heard a woman say friends in the bedroom. Then this other weird thing happened Um, after she moved in, you know, it was like we were going to go to bed one night. She was downstairs and I was upstairs and I was waiting for her and I was standing in the hallway and I just felt like I can't go in the bedroom. I have to stand here. I have to wait. I have to stand by the door. She's supposed to go in first. It would be rude for me to go in first. And I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Like, I'm just standing there thinking all this weird thing. She comes up the stairs and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm waiting for you. She's like, you can get in the bed. You don't have to stand by the door. I'm like, no, I can't. And I was like, I can't explain it but I, I I feel like that would be disrespectful. And she's like, What crack are you smoking? And but Fortunately, you know she's been experiencing all these weird things too with me. So she realizes that like I'm like I can't control this. Like something's going on. You need to go in first, and I'll go in after you. And that 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 feeling stayed like that for multiple months. That I was like I felt like I wasn't allowed to go in the bedroom unless she went in first. It was her bedroom. Meanwhile, she's the one that moved into my house, right? So it was really weird, but it was fine. It wasn't a creepy feeling, but it was almost like I was pushing the envelope if I was going to go in there without her um, when we were going to bed. Not during the day when I'd go in and out and do stuff, but definitely most of the energy I felt in that house was right between those two doors. The door that was right across from that bedroom, the other bedroom was where I slept alone before she moved in. So it was like right in that hallway, right at the end, right under the crawl space between those two doors is where I felt the strangest in that house for the most energy. So um, time passes, things are happening, things are happening, and then something happened that really changed everything. Um, And by the way, all of our carbon monoxide detectors are fine. Thank you very much for all the skeptics out there. So uh, in August 2018, um, where I've lived there for two years by now, the only people coming in and out out of that house are me and her. And the maintenance guys that we would call once in a while for X, Y, and Z, but, like, we knew them really well. They were, you know, they always worked with that guy. And they weren't snooping. They weren't stealing. They weren't doing anything weird. Now, there is uh attached to the kitchen. There's, like, a side room, kind of like a dining room. There is no door. It's just a cutout of a door, kind of. And then there's also, excuse me, I just burped. And that's really gross because you're going to have to air that. Um <laughs> There's also a cutout in the wall so you could see through, kind of like from a kitchen to another room where you might hand food or whatever. Now, on the if you're standing in the living room looking towards the kitchen and there's that open doorway with no door in it, there's like a, you know, molding around it, a ledge on the top. One day, my girlfriend came home and she was just quickly changing out of her scrubs because we both work with animals um, to throw them in the laundry room. And she had a penny in her pocket and she just took it out and she just put it down like on the um, – the the ledge of like the cutout, so it's kind of at like at like waist level. She just like put it there, um, right next to the cutout of the door area, and not thinking anything of it. Whatever. A Couple days later, she says, "What is this? What is that? Like, what is this coin thing up here?" And I like come come into the dining room, I'm like that's really weird that you said that because I saw that yesterday, and this wasn't the penny that she put down. The penny that she put down was still there, but all of a sudden up on the ledge there was a coin. And you can see, like, the edge of it poking out. And it definitely wasn't there before because we both noticed it right away. We're like, what the hell is that, right? So she's standing there and I'm standing there and we're looking at each other. I'm like, I noticed that yesterday. I thought you put it there. I thought it was some weird Italian thing that you guys do. I don't know. And she starts laughing at me. And... You know, uh, she's like, no, I didn't put that there. What the hell, I can't even reach up there because she's shorter than me. So, um, I'm like, well, let me look at it. I'm like scared. She's like, so am I. So I take it down and look at it. And then my face turns white and she's like, what? She's like, what? Is it a penny from like 1922? And I'm like, no. And she was like, what? I'm like, it's worse than that. She's like, what? I'm like, it's a penny from 2018. And we just stared at each other. And I was like, and we have ghosts. <laughs> So, you know, there's so many things that happened there, but the physical manifestation of something like that was crazy. I was like, well, that's from this year. That's from, you know, not even, we're not even, we're halfway through this year. And not only that, but we didn't put it there and no one else did either, but it's from this year. So what the fuck? And then, you know, I looked it up and apparently coins around windowsills and frames and placing coins there is a way for spirit to welcome you into the home. So it's a very lovely story, I suppose. Uh, Plenty more to tell you guys, and I will call back again. I hope you got the first part of the story. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
6: If you want access to more Real Ghost Stories, become a premium subscriber to Real Ghost Stories Online. Sign up now through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. Not on Apple? Go to patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com.
2: Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
4: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. website for details.
7: With the Lucky Lands slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.